everyone, Michael Unger here with another episode of Let's Innovate, a podcast where we uncover the passion behind great ideas. And this season, we're going to be talking with our volunteers, the Science Fair supporters. We're going to hear about their stories. And in this episode, we're going to go to a small community on Vancouver Island called Gold River and talk to Katrina Cornello, who's a science teacher at the Gold River Secondary School. Hi, Katrina. Thanks for coming on the show. Hi, how are you? I'm great, Katrina. So tell us about Gold River. Before we started talking, I had not heard of them, this remote place, and I looked up the map and really curious uh, about it there on Vancouver Island. Tell us about Gold River. Gold River is a, a beautiful village surrounded by mountains, lakes, and rivers. It is gorgeous, just absolutely gorgeous. And obviously lots of pets there. We just, just heard your dog <laughs> enter the room there. You're, you're an animal and pet lover. I am. I, I do have a little <laughs> bit of a mini zoo here in uh, Gold River. I have yeah. uh, two corn snakes, two crested geckos, and Yogi, my two-year-old dog. <laughs> okay, interesting. So it's a small community, and you're at the secondary school there. We can imagine it's not that big, but you're involved in science fairs. So I'm curious to hear how you got involved in science fairs and supporting these kids. Well, when I started my career in school district 84, I started in Tassis at Captain Mears Elementary Secondary School. And the kindergarten teacher, she really mm -hmm. wanted to have a science fair. And she said, hey, Katrina, wanna, wanna help me do a science fair? I said, sure. And I've been hooked ever since. Um, been doing them for about 18 years now, science fairs. Oh, wow. And so Tassis is another small community um, not too far away from where you are in Gold River on the west coast of Vancouver Island. Yeah, it's about uh, from Gold River is just further west, about an hour and a half on a logging road. OK, so two small communities and a kindergarten teacher um, comes to you and wants to start a science fair. I find that <laughs> fascinating. I've worked with kindergartens before and they're very curious, um, but they're, you know, very, uh, very young. So what is that like getting kids that age interested in science? Well, I was uh, lucky like in um, when I was at Captain Mears, I would sometimes provide prep prep relief and uh I would do experiments with the kindergartens. And so often, you know, I do the bacon soda vinegar in a sandwich bag and it would pop and blow up and the kids would just be so excited. And so kind of moving into a science fair was kind of a, a natural, I think, move. And, but one of the neat things that we did at, well, we still do, you know, at, in Gold River is, um, is having science activity tables so that, even if mm. a student isn't fully into like a science fair and competing, they can still have fun exploring science and learning about science. So these tables are a big part of what I do. I would have tables like uh, slime tables, dry ice, square bubbles, uh, electronics. Like we've had, oh, many different things. Like uh, we took a Nerf gun one year and we turned it into a laser gun. And so the kids would shoot black balloons to, you know, win a prize. So, and students would lead these with, of course, adult supervision, which was exciting. So each yeah. grade was kind of in charge of a table. Excellent. Yeah. So really, this is not even really sounding like science at all. This is just sounding like fun, uh, fun playtime. <laughs> and uh, it's disguised as science. But I love how the whole school is involved. And you eventually some of these students would go on to the Canada wide. Uh, 
what was that like as a teacher seeing these kids go from those activity tables that you would have set up with these dry ice bubbles and then and then eventually lead them to the Canada wide? Yeah, I remember with some of my students, you know, in grade eight, they would start at Gold River Secondary School and we'd be doing simple kind of projects and experiments, but just their passion, excitement for science fair just started to grow. And then I found out about the regional science fairs and then we just started going there. And then before you knew it, we had students going on to the nationals uh, or sorry, the Canada wide science fair and really enjoying that experience. And then coming back and sharing that with other students like, Hey, I want to go. And so we've had, like, I have to think uh, quite a few kids uh, (laughs) go from our school over the years. Um, My, my son did go a few times as well, which was exciting. My kids have been doing science fair since they were in kindergarten. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they're having, they don't have a choice. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm sure they're having lots of fun, right? You you probably set up an environment that science and fun go hand in hand, but I'd love to hear from your perspective of what you have seen being a teacher in these small communities and what have you learned uh, watching these kids uh, start at these tables and then move on with their projects to the region to the bigger level? Like now when you come back as a teacher, what are some of the lessons you're imparting on some of those kids? Well, I think when you talk about competing at different levels, it's, it's not just the science, but it's also working on your presentation skills and how do you communicate with others? Uh, you know, when you, we always did practice judging before they would go, like, how do you handle questions? What if you don't know the answer? How do you handle that? And so I think these are important life skills that they, they learn through science first, not just the science. I think it's, you know, many different things. Yeah. And were these the kinds of things that you were involved in when you were a young person? I know that you grew up in Prince Edward Island, another island on the other side of the side of the country. (laughs) So another small community, what was life like for you? Like how did you first get involved in science and wanting to get involved in, in maybe science fair eventually? Well, for me growing up on Prince Edward Island, I I did grow up in a, a remote area, a little village myself. And, uh, so we did have an opportunity for science fair. So I really, to be honest with you, it wasn't until I, I hit high school, probably I think around grade nine, if I remember correctly, that I had an amazing physics teacher and she really inspired me um, to mm. go into science. Like I always had a lot of male t- science teachers growing up when I was a kid. And so finally I had this physicist who is a, a woman and she really inspired me and kind of encouraged me to to move ahead in science. And that's what I did. I went to the University of Prince Edward Island and I got a bachelor of science with a major in physics and minor in mathematics. And and then I was very fortunate to get an NSERC uh, scholarship for my master's degree. That's interesting how you saw a role model in science. And so did you see yourself? Is that where you were able to see yourself able to do what she was able to do? Is that where you made that connection that science was something that um, was going to be for you? You know, I, I actually didn't make that. Well, I didn't make the connection in terms of being a teacher at that time. It wasn't until later on. I uh, When I went to McMaster University, I did a master of science in medical physics. And then I initially did some research after that. And it was when I was doing the research that I 
is helping other students and like, you know, in the hospital. And I realized, oh, you know, this is kind of what I'd like to do. I like to teach. So I kind of switched uh -huh. fields and went from research to uh, a teacher and I love it. What kind of research were you doing? At that time, I was looking at a photodynamic therapy at the time. Okay. Is that any of that stuff ever come up uh, in your teaching these days or is that, uh, is that all long gone? Oh, that is, that's well in the past, but it's a story I share with kids though, in the sense that it's okay to switch careers and to change your mind. Like mm. you might think I want to do this, but then it's okay to do something else. It's all right. You, you take what you've learned before and you bring it with you. Yeah. You know, it's interesting how you're imparting some of this knowledge in with your own kids who you've also supported uh, through Science Fair, but you've also supported them through um, many of their other activities. And Science Fair is one of those things where it's an extracurricular activity. And it sort of sounds like you support, you know, things outside of school and even your own kids um, uh, are involved in many other things, uh, sports and, and, and whatnot. What sort of things uh, do you support your kids with? For our family, like, you know, science is something that we just love. And uh, my husband's an engineer, so our kids kind of grew up with experimenting and, you know, questioning things from the get-go. And so for us, it's always been fun doing experiments with our kids. But we also realize as parents, it's good for them to have balance. And, you know, they started off learning how to skate and did both hockey and figure skating and I think that balance is good. I think they ha you have to have some academic and, and physical exercise in there. Yeah, excellent. Uh, well, we're just about to, to wrap up this uh, conversation, Katrina. This has been really great. I got a couple of questions that I sometimes like to ask people like yourself. If you were to go back and take science fair again, uh, with all that you've known, but you could do it as an adult, what type of, uh, what type of experiment would you try to do or a study? What would you want to get into right now? Oh, you know, I would like to do a lot more research about heat pumps. That's something I'd like to, to study more because okay. I always believe everything I'm hearing right now. Like, and I question some of what I'm hearing. So I would like to actually set up an experiment where I could test and see if uh -huh. what these companies are saying are truly true. That's what I would like to do. <laughs> And of course, living in a remote community, I'm sure it's very relevant, um, especially when it comes winter time, when you're thinking about these things. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, and last question, Katrina, if you could give any advice to any kids out there that are embarking in the science fair journey, what would you give? I would say to, to students is just always try your best, but follow what you are interested in. Sometimes I think, students kind of get encouraged by maybe parents or sometimes maybe teachers. We just kind of maybe try to push an idea on a kid, but let the kid follow their own dreams and see where it goes. Even if it's something I might think is crazy, you never know where it's going to go. And I think I say just follow what you're interested in learning about. And it doesn't matter if you think it's silly or not, just do it. And I think you'll find you'll like what you see at the end. Well said. Uh, Krachina, thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of Let's Innovate. Thank you for having me today. 
And thank you to all the listeners out there for listening to this episode. Please like and subscribe. Share with your friends if you like this episode. And if you're out there and you're like, hey, I like science fairs. I'd like to support it. You want to volunteer? Contact us. Send us an email, info at sciencefairs.ca. And that wraps up another episode. Until next time, let's innovate.